and they run through our ass like shit through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. It's ridiculous that they do. That was a huge calling. Well, we didn't miss it. You know, the typical rah, 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 zip, boom, bye, boom. You don't cuss. You don't drink. So what are your vices? I have been known to, uh, to chew a bit of tobacco when I get a little tired or watching film. Hey, I'm Cole Joe. I just love my Hummer. I have my Hummer. You need a Hummer. Tell them about it, Jojo. They've won the biggest championship, and that's a championship of life. Gap control. Everybody just do your job. You understand that? Welcome in to the latest episode of That SEC Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, buddy. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good, Shane. We got a really good interview lined up here. But before we get to that, before we even break that down, I'm not, I'm not trying to bring up this SEC championship game again, Shane, but did you see Jimmy Fallon? He talked about Auburn's uh, SEC championship win from Sunday. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I, see, I saw where you... Mixed up the names for the basketball players, but I didn't see this. All right, well, we got to include this clip, Shane, and then uh, then we'll get to our interview. Oh, and the Auburn Tigers won the SEC Woo! tournament, which earned them a spot in March Madness. Uh, but when a local news station in Alabama tried to talk about the SEC tournament, they had a little trouble spelling SEC. Watch this. A historic win for the Auburn Tigers as the team earns the number five seed in the NCAA tournament. CBS 42 News reporter Britt Moore live to look at what this means for the Tigers. Britt, good morning. On the bright side, Auburn has never gotten so many college applications. I mean, everybody wants to go to school. I want to go to Sex tournament. <laughs> well, how about it, Shane? I mean, Auburn's got a new commit in old Jimmy Fallon. I just thought that was pretty cool. They got a little shout out there. Oh yeah, they said they said the numbers went up for students trying to get in now. <laughs> oh boy, I tell you what, boy, they had a close one today in basketball. Uh, New Mexico State blew it by taking a three pointer. So Bruce is sweating, Charles Barkley sweating. I think they're all good. Well, I'll tell you who's also sweating, Shane, and that's me, because I found out there's a new football game coming out yes this is this is a true story i couldn't believe it myself when i saw it but i found this out earlier this week there's a new football game that is going to have a dynasty shane how about it oh yes well i you know we've been talking about it for a little bit here and you know college football especially video games been a big part of our lives for a long time and it stopped 2014, so uh, just anything close to it or resembling it, I'm all for it. Yeah, so once I found out about this, I reached out to the creator, Shane, and I got I snagged an interview here with a guy by the name of Dave Winter, and he's one of the designers of the game. This is a Canadian-based team, but uh, don't let that fool you. This guy has grown up playing you know, these football games and everything, and I don't know if you know this, Shane, but uh, some of the better sports games we grew up playing, like uh, the remember that Fight Night game? I believe that, that was made in Canada. So a lot of these games are made in Canada. Don't let that throw you off. Let's get into this interview because we took a deep dive on what this game is, and I had a ton of questions on it. I wanted to get the listeners out there, get every whatever I could think of, and we go on here for about 30 minutes. So uh, let's cut to that, and then we'll discuss it on the back end. All right, we're pleased to be joined by Dave Winter. He's the founder of Canuck Play, and that's actually based out of Canada. And they have a football game that I just discovered. I'm really excited about this. 
It's called Maximum Football 2018, and this is available on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, and they've got a new game coming out, Doug Flutie's Maximum Football 2019. Dave, thank you very much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm uh, always happy to answer questions about what we're doing. Yeah, so before we get into these football games, uh, can you give us a little background information on um, just, you know, what got you into this stuff? Oh, well, I have been a uh, sports gamer for quite a long part of my life. Uh, I am I'm probably one of the older uh, gamers that you may speak to. <laughs> I My first gaming experience was way back on the Atari 2600 days. Oh, wow. Um, so I've been playing uh, sports games and specifically football titles since then. Uh, football is the sport that I grew up with. It's it, in terms of in terms of, of uh, sports that I played and sports that I follow. Football was always my my first choice. And and um, when I physically couldn't keep up with the bigger boys and in going into high school and junior ball anymore, I I turned to I turned to making football games on the computer, and, and that's how I, I keep in, in the sport. Okay, well, we got that in common. Two guys sitting here <laughs> playing video games that can't actually play the sport. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, was, I was actually not too bad in high school, but, you know, the guys kept getting bigger and bigger, and I just wasn't keeping up, and so I decided this, was a, this wasn't going to work anymore. So, I got gotcha. you. All right, so one question that I do have that I couldn't find the answer to. Do you guys have a specific release date for Doug Flutie's Maximum Football 2019? Uh, we have a window release date, which is September. Uh, we, we won't settle on an actual date date until we're closer into the uh, certification process. But we're targeting September. Okay. Well, I mean, that's obviously a perfect time. Because why this, you know, I'm so excited when I found out about this game. I just found out about it just the other day. This game is going to include a dynasty mode. And obviously that's a huge feature for college football fans. Every one of this podcast. I mean, when we just talk about this game that's been, you know, out of the running for several years, it just gets people excited. So when I found out about this, I had to learn more. I had to get the listeners some more information uh, if you're able to get it out by around that September, right when college football is coming back, I mean, I I just think this game is going to create like a fever pitch here down south in this college football. Is that kind of what you guys are going for? Uh, well, that's what we hope. That is that is the hope. Um, one of the, the one of the the key differences with maximum football that separates us from others is the fact that the game allows for multiple rule sets. So. It allows you to play with uh, with the majority of the the major uh, football rule sets in North America. So, if you are a college football fan, you can you can play the game using full college football rules. If you grew up here in in Canada, you can play the game with full Canadian rules. And and if you want a professional football experience, uh, the game does that as uh, from from the United States. The game does that as well. So. Uh, we built the basics of the game over the past couple of years, uh, getting the rule sets correct, getting the foundations of uh, a game of football on the console. And uh, this year, 
one of our goals was, well, how can we separate ourselves from the 500 pound gorilla in the room, which is EA Mm -hmm. and do something that will let us be our, our own thing. And, uh, obviously college became the focus really quickly because yeah, there hasn't been a college football game done in a few years. Um, I, I do have to clarify right off the top that, uh, we are only in discussions with the NCAA. We do not yet have any college licensing. So uh, everything right now is fictional teams. Mm-hmm. Um, we we are talking to the movers and shakers of the NCAA to see what we can do. But uh, uh, I just want to be clear that right now uh, it's not a licensed title. But hopefully that changes. So it sounds like from what you're saying here, you have at least had some dialogue with them and they've been somewhat receptive to even discussing the idea. I, I mean, I think that's just promising in itself because, you know, like you, like you stated, the EA games, that's, those are the games that I grew up on. That's the ones we all, a lot of us did because, you know, they bought the exclusive rights and no one else could play anything else. So I think obviously that had to do with why they're so successful. But I think there's a lot of people out there that get fed up with those games because what they seem to be was just, you know, a minor tweak and then give us your $60, you know, whereas <laughs> if, if you're bringing an alternative to the market, I mean, I think you're just going to have people interested in it. Uh, but so that's kind of how you're getting around that, I guess, the whatever is keeping EA Sports from making a, a college game. Yours is, is no affiliation whatsoever with the NCAA at this point. Um, well, the the... Yes, we have. I guess so you've got a bunch of questions in there, so I'm going to try to find how, what I can answer. Okay. Um, our, yes, we are having conversations with the NCAA, and I'm using that in kind of a blanket description because if you want uh, to put NCAA schools into your product, depending on which school it is, you have to go through a different legal legal company. There are multiple legal companies that manage the licenses of the NCAA schools. It, it's not like you just make one phone call to one person and deal with one person. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on which school you want, you have to go to a different legal company and, and work with a completely different group of people. Um, Throughout my career, I've done a, a lot of licensed products. Um, I've worked on uh, games at EA, so I've worked on NFL and NBA games and NHL games. I've I've done Harry Potter and I've done Batman and other other licensed products. And this trying to get this done is probably the most complicated legal licensing arrangement I've ever seen because there are so many so many players. Um, one of the big, uh, challenges that the NCAA has given us is, um, our game allows customization. So you can go in, you can edit rosters and, and do things like that. Um, they are very cautious about that sort of thing. Um, so that's one of the hurdles that we're trying to, to work out is how do we, how could we possibly comply with the with the the requests that they're making and still keep the still keep the game the game? Um, so it's it's an ongoing dialogue, and uh, hopefully we can uh, we can find us find a uh, common ground there. And it's to my understanding that through the dynasty mode, 
it will be 130 teams. Is that correct as well? Yes. So the dynasty mode comes in kind of two flavors. It's, it's two dynasty modes in one. Uh, when you go into the dynasty mode, you're greeted with a create your dynasty screen and you have an option between picking uh, uh, 130 teams and U.S. college rules or uh, 27 teams and Canadian college rules. So you can have different, very different flavors of dynasty mode within the same feature. Uh, so it's, it's a little bit of a unique difference from the, the older, the older games. Uh, you can also have multiple dynasties going at the same time. We've got up to, you can play up to five different dynasties. Uh, they're separate from each other, but, but if you want to play different schools at the same time, you, you can do that. Um, and, uh, we don't yet have settled on the number of years per dynasty, but it looks like you'll be able to play, you know, a couple of decades at least uh, through a dynasty. Well, that should keep me busy for at least a couple months, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Now, let me ask you this, because my favorite part of all these dynasties, of course, I love playing the game. It's obviously the main thing of it. But what I really loved about diving into these dynasties over multiple years, obviously, is the recruiting aspect of these games. Uh, Can you give us an idea of what the recruiting would be like in your game? Well, the recruiting system is, uh, I know there are different types of recruiting systems over the years. Uh, the, the, the style of recruiting that we've gone with for, for Maxim Football 2019 is basically uh, recruit calling. So you have a list of prospects and you add them to your recruiting board and then you can make uh, every, every week you have an allotment of recruiting time that you can spend calling the recruits and pitching, uh, recruiting um, sales pitches and unlocking the various pitches. And the closer that the pitches come to what your school has to offer, the more likely the recruit will go to your school. And as you play through the years, uh, your, and, and depending on how well you do in the standings and national rankings and whatever else, your school attributes will change over time. So uh, you, you may get to the point where you're able to recruit that top talent, but you, depending on how, what happens on the field, you could also find yourself only ending up with very few people signing and you get a lot of walk-ons and that sort of thing. So that is kind of the, the 30 second description of how recruiting will work in 2019. Now, have you gone far enough to, say, you know, obviously there's certain states like California and Texas and Florida have significantly more prospects than, say, North Dakota, South Dakota. Have, have, you, yep. have you dove into stuff that advanced or are you not yet there? You no, know, we are there. Um, the player rankings are uh, the, the locations of the players, their home states uh, impact how the player is ranked nationally. So for example, a, a player from um, a player from a quarterback from Texas is going to be ranked higher than a quarterback from say North Dakota, just because those, uh, those areas uh, are more of a factory for players than some other areas are. So um, we do take that into account in player rankings. Uh, we also take into account the position, uh, 
a a quarterback will generally well usually always be ranked higher than say a kicker mm-hmm. um so we take position into account as well so there's a few different factors that go into what makes a player number one ranked all right now here's another big question i have for you because in the old game you know i still have it i still have it upstairs and i play it occasionally <laughs> but it's kind of a buzzkill when you get to the end of the season and they're going through the bcs rankings there's no college football playoff Will your dynasty mode feature a college football playoff? Yep, we do. Yep, we have bowl games and we have a playoff mode, yep. Now, have you had to go through any licensing with that stuff, or is that just kind of more of the same generic um, in your game? It's, it's very generic right now. We don't, need to have, we don't need to have a license for a playoff format. I mm-hmm. mean, a playoff format is really just you take two teams from a division and different divisions and match them up. Um, so we are, we are looking at, uh, clo- as closely matching a, a real world college football season as we can. It's just that we're going to be filling it with right now. We are filling it with fictional teams. Mm-hmm. Now, another big thing that's, that's obviously big, bigger, I think in college football than NFL football is, there's the varying playbooks and the play styles certain teams have, you know, triple right. option compared to air raid. Um, how right. detailed will your game get in playbooks? Uh, we are working with uh, a couple of people uh, that have coaching experience, uh, and they are trying to see what they can do to create uh, a variety of different plays and playbooks. I'm, I'm not, because of the, the all the other things that we're doing inside of the game mm-hmm. uh we are we are of course adding a dynasty mode which is a huge you know feature to try and build we are redoing all the player models we are in adding um a whole brand new motion capture system to the game so all the animations are different uh and our team is very 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 tiny so we have to kind of pick our battles uh having all kinds of really detailed playbooks and plays, maybe something that we do as a content update post-release. But at the moment right now, we do have a couple of people that are uh, spending some time in that area to try and, you know, find something that we can actually implement and make sense. Now, another big aspect of college football is the home field advantage. You know, obviously some places right. are, are tougher to play into than others. Uh, will your game feature any kind of home field advantage? There is a modifier uh, that affects um, kind of the aggressiveness value of the players. Uh, players that play at home, uh, and this is this is not new for this year. I mean, it, it, it's a feature that's been in the game for a couple of years now. Uh, but the players that are uh, when a player is at home, his his aggression and his some of his skill attributes go up a couple of points. So that should impact things like uh, home field advantage because the 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 defense, for example, will feed off the crowd a little bit more. Uh, now, one other thing that I saw that it, that I thought was pretty interesting, uh, your game is going to feature player suspensions. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah, that's correct. Can yep. you give me some information on that? Well, they're very, uh, for a number of reasons, we're, we're keeping our player suspensions to be uh, just two types. A player can be suspended for academic reasons, 
and a player can be suspended for discipline reasons. Uh, we don't go into specifics into what those things are. That'll, you know, a, a, what, why that player was suspended for disciplinary reasons. That'll be up to the gamer to kind of imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to go into specifics um, for two reasons. One, it could impact our game rating. And two, it, it's just another layer of, of challenge for us to deal with when it comes to licensing. So um, we, we, we think it's, it's pretty safe to just limit it to uh, academic or discipline reasons. Um, at the end of the day, the specifics as to why is not really important. The fact is that you've just lost your prospect or you've lost your player and you have to deal with it. Um, I, I'm not sure that we necessarily have to go into the minutia of what the problem was, but mm-hmm. um, it should be it should be sufficient. I think. Will the will the game at give you it the alternative to maybe um, you know decide not to suspend someone and then there's some kind of repercussions, or is it just they're suspended and they're out? They're suspended and they're out. Okay. Um, how about this? Will your game feature online dynasties or is it all offline for the time being? Everything we're doing right now is offline. Uh, adding online uh, components to the title is uh, quite an enormous expense for a small team to try and take on. Mm-hmm. And um, we just think that it's, it, our resources are better spent getting, uh, uh, getting the offline dynasty mode in a good, good place before we try to do online stuff. Now here's one feature that apparently the one of the old games they put it in, but apparently they pulled it right before release date. I don't know if you're aware of this, but it broke my heart when this came out. There was a feature where if you pulled a big upset at home, the the fans would storm the field, and EA ripped it from the game for some reason. Uh, will your game feature that? Uh, well, I I can only imagine why EA would pull that feature. That seems like something that the NCAA would would probably frown upon. Uh, we do not have that. Uh, that is that is one of those those fun little things that you know would be would be fun to add, but uh, we have to be pretty careful about how we are spending our resources. So something like that, uh, maybe maybe later we can we can look at, but uh, right now we do not have something like that. Okay, I got to keep dreaming on that one then, I guess. <laughs> well, I, I can certainly uh, I can certainly see why why you know, people would think that's a lot of fun, but at the same time, there's, when you're dealing with, uh, with a licensor like, like the NFL or the, or the NCAA, they, they do, uh, they are very protective of, of their, what they're licensing. So I can see why that would be an issue. Now, this next game that's coming out, we, we hit on this at the top here, Doug Flutie's Maximum Football 2019. Uh, what association will Doug Flutie have with the game? Will he be uh, a commentator in the game or anything, or is, did he just attach his name to it? Uh, so Doug Flutie is actually a business partner of ours. He actually has uh, a financial stake in the company, so he's more than just a name in a box. Mm-hmm. Um and he will be a playable character in the game. Um, he will be uh, on the Boston team, and he will probably be also on the Toronto team. He, you will see his face in the game. It'll be a younger Doug Flutie, like his playing days. Um, so he'll be in the game, and he will have ratings that are appropriate for Doug Flutie. And as well, uh, his name is on the box, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are also, we haven't, 
we haven't even looked at doing box art yet, so I'm not entirely sure if his image will be on the box or not, but that'll come later. Um, and so those are the, those are the kind of the, the multiple areas that he's involved in. Uh, we're also looking at potentially having some sort of a play calling assistant that is done suggesting what you should be calling. Mm-hmm. So those are the types of things that we're looking at to, for Doug's involvement. Okay. Well, in, in, in addition to Doug Flutie, you also have partnered up with Phil Still for the Dynasty mode. What exactly uh, is going on there, and how is uh, Phil Still, who's obviously a name that every college football fan knows, uh, how will he play into this next game that's coming out in September? So uh, right now, um, when you're in the when you're in the the College Dynasty hub, you will have access to uh, various prospect lists, and the top 100 prospects. Uh, will, depending on which uh, flavor of dynasty you're in, uh, if you're in the 130-team U.S. dynasty, the top prospects will all be branded with Phil Steele's um, logoing and branding. Um, we're looking at having one of the bowl games named after Phil Steele. Uh, but we're also having some potential conversations. We're trying to trying to figure out if we can we, if we can make the the formula the algorithm the system that they use to rank players we're trying to figure out if we could possibly make that work within the game world the game the game has a lot of attributes that are not in the real world and there are real world attributes that are not in the game so it's not a direct one-to-one uh you, you just can't copy and paste the formula into the game and have it work so we're trying to figure out uh how we can make some of their thought processes and how they rank players work in the game. But for the most part, it's going to be a branding and a sponsorship uh, agreement. And um, if you're playing in the Canadian format, uh, the, all of that branding will be, will be uh, the, the branding will be uh, a, the college equivalent of, or the Canadian college equivalent of Phil Steele's, which is uh, Canadian football chat. They are the uh, they are Canada's uh, college football ranking system. Uh, so if you're using the Canadian format, you're going to see CFC branding all over the place. Now, in, in addition to those, you also have sponsorships with Wilson Sporting Goods. So you got the official Wilson football in the game and Phenom yep. Elite. What goes into you know the sponsorship deals you have with them? Well, so for Wilson, uh, we will be using the official uh, Wilson ball. Um, if you're playing in the 130-team college format, you will be using the official uh, Wilson GST football uh, with the correct half stripes, and, and you can even see the stitching that holds the stripe onto the ball. So I'm really quite, a, quite happy with, with how the visuals for the, for the balls have, have turned out. If you are playing in other game modes, you'll also be using a Wilson ball, but you'll be using the the visuals that are appropriate to that rule set. So if you're playing Canadian football, your Wilson football will have stripes all the way around. If you're playing uh, American professional football, you won't have any stripes on the ball at all. Um, so there are little subtle differences with what Wilson ball you'll be using depending on which rule set you're playing under. Uh, Phenom Elite, uh, we are putting their gloves and their cleats into the game. 
so their players will be wearing Phenom cleats and Phenom gloves. We also have the option for uh, Mokum gloves. Mokum is one of our other glove partners. Um, so you'll, uh, if you are going in and editing a player, you can, you can set your player to be wearing different types of gloves, depending on the manufacturer. Uh, we also have two helmet manufacturer agreements in place that we haven't announced yet. So I, I can't say who they are, but, uh, we are currently working on the 3d assets to reproduce those helmets in the game as well. So we're pretty lucky to have some real world manufacturers and sponsors get on board with what we're doing. In addition to those unnamed helmet makers, are there any other brands? Maybe you can't even say their names, but are there any other, you know, uh, companies that you're in discussion with to potentially add to the game, like a Nike or Under Armour or what have you? No, we're, we're not, we're not speaking with, with companies like Nike. Um, we, We've sort of, because we're, we're quite a ways into our development right now, we've got so much on our plate. Um, I, think, I think unless it was a Nike, <laughs> we, we probably wouldn't have any more bandwidth to put other manufacturers into the game. Um, so, you know, yeah, sure, if Nike knocked on our door and, and said we'd like to be in the game, we'd, we'd, we'd probably answer the door. But um, I, I think right now we're, we're, our plate is full up with equipment sponsors and, and uh, we have to be careful about who else we sign because bringing their assets into the game is, uh, is quite a lot of work. So. Now, the last thing I got for you is my understanding that when the 2019 NFL draft is in Nashville, you guys are going to be on one of the billboards around town. I'm Nashville based, so I'm I'm excited. Is, <laughs> is this true? Is this a true story? It is absolutely true. Yes, we have uh, we've got the billboard art. We we should we showed a uh, um, Photoshop concept of of what the billboard would look like on uh, on our Twitter feeds, and uh, yeah, the the. The uh, leasing company that that does all that with the billboards and everything, they have our artwork. They're producing the they're producing the the vinyl uh, uh, layers. However, they're doing the billboard. They've got all the artwork. They're going to have that all ready to go for for Nashville in in April. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, when that you're going to have to let me know when that goes up because I'm going to drive around all around town looking for it until I do. Yeah, I think uh, I think Eric is Eric, uh, my business partner. Uh, he's kind of the one driving that part of things. So um, he could probably give you more specifics, but I'm pretty sure they're going to be up for the first, for the week prior to and during the event. Um, So uh, I know there's going to be up, I know there's going to be one up around the stadium and there's going to be one up around the, uh, the uh, facility that's hosting the, the, the actual draft event. So uh, hopefully they're, they're not going to be too hard to find. Oh, one final question I have for you. I know the maximum football 2018, uh, the price is, what is the price of that game right now? It's, uh, it's $16.99 US. Right. Okay. Yeah. So significantly cheaper than traditional, you know, $60 Madden football, whatever that would cost you nowadays. Do you guys have a price set for the Doug Flutie maximum football 2019 yet? No, we haven't set that. It it will be a little bit more expensive than 18 because, you know, now we've got some licensing and stuff to pay for, but uh, it's not 
going to be a 60 or 70 or $80 game where we're not getting into that price range. But um, we'll settle on that in the next couple of months. All right. Well, I think that's a very smart move because if you want people to take a risk, I don't even know if you would call it a risk, but just introducing them to a product, you know, that that's $70, $60, what have you, that could be a little pricey. So, you know, if you're knocking that down already, I think that's a hell of a move. But, you know, before we get off here, I just want, I want to note you guys have a Patreon website, and that's patreon.com slash maxfootballgame. Uh, you guys are all over Twitter at Spear Interactive without the E on the end, at maxfootballgame. So those are both the Twitter handles. You're on Instagram yep. at maxfootballgame. And then you're also on YouTube. I've been on the YouTube channel. It's Canuck Play, and you guys are doing a great job of just kind of keeping updates going. Uh, I'm really excited about this game. Like you said, I'm, I was kind of shaken when I first read about it. I was like, there's no way there's a <laughs> dynasty game coming that I haven't heard about it, but it, it's true. So I uh, just want to thank you once again, Dave, for joining us. Really excited about this game. And, uh, I mean, we're going to be blasting this thing once it comes out. We're going to be talking about it because, uh, I mean, we're, we're going on what seems like a decade without this dynasty game, and it's, it's been killing me. Well, I, uh, I thank you again for for you know, uh, showing the interest in, in what we're doing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, getting the word out and letting people know that this is on its way is, is, um, one of the things that we're hoping to try and do. So it's, uh, it's no crime that you didn't know about it. Now you do. So that's, that's a good start. <laughs> well, yeah, I really appreciate it. Once again, uh, thank you so much for joining us and, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to this game, but like I said, we'll be blasting it out once it comes out because, We'll probably be doing a reviews of it on our podcast, which we normally stick to news, but this is such a big deal that uh, I think our fans are really going to appreciate it. Oh, well, uh, thanks again, and uh, I uh, look forward to uh, seeing everything that you, uh, you, you're you talking about the game. All right, take care, Dave. I really appreciate it. All right, thank you. All right, Shane, so after listening to all that information, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm pretty pumped. I don't know about you. I'm ready for this game to come out. Absolutely, man. I, I, I loved a lot of it, you know, because, I mean, I've been with college football since the Bill Walsh days. Do you remember the Bill Walsh video game? Oh, yeah. And they gave you the cards that you had to go through and look at the attributes and stuff. So, I mean, you got to remember, EA's been out of this thing for about four, four or five years now. So, uh, I think the graphics will be okay. I mean, it'll be on par um I, i'm looking forward to it the price point's good uh you know he said that he's not going to charge uh 70 for the game i think that's perfect you know if you get that low price point i mean hell we all blow money at walmart you know 20 30 get you a game that you may fall in love with and so once again for anyone obviously you you caught it if we were talking about it there but it's called doug flutie's maximum football 2019 and like I said it there in the interview, you can follow them on Twitter at MaxFootballGame. They have an Instagram, MaxFootballGame, and they're also on YouTube at Canuck Play. I really recommend if, if, that, if this interests you at all, go to that YouTube channel. It won't cost you anything. And I mean, they have video breakdowns of everything they're doing, and they're constantly keeping you know the fans updated on what's going on there. Uh, at least check it out for your own eyes. I mean, I, the more I look into this, the more excited I get about it. So it uh, looks like we may finally have a video game featuring college football once again and a dynasty. I mean, that's my favorite yeah. part is the dynasty. So I, I'm just I'm just really excited about it. Well, and the fact of the matter is, I mean, this is this is new. You know, there's going to be some 
some things. I, th- I think they got what? They got the 2018. This one's the first one with the Dynasty in 2019. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's going to be some things that they're growing pains. And, and I think, honestly, man, the more people that buy into this, uh, you know, the more revenue they get, the better the game will become. So uh, who knows? This may be a new chapter uh, with college video games. And, and, and you know, who's who's to say that EA or some of these other guys don't start, too? And I like the one of the things you pointed out there is, you know, they had a monopoly for so long that they didn't do anything new to the game. They would tweak a few things, add a few things, but the game was still the game. Mm-hmm. And, and I think if they had a... Uh, you know, some serious competition like these boys, I, I think that that only helps the, the the consumers, man. Yeah, and if they sell, hopefully they sell millions of copies, and all that's going to do is, is just prove what a market there is out there for these, you know, football games that are, I mean, I'm not trying to take anything away from Madden, but that's basically the only option, and uh, I mean, I don't, I don't really enjoy playing Madden anymore, to be honest with you, but I would love to have some alternatives out there, and I just hope that this is a, a window to get back into that. <laughs> what about Doug Flutie? Still throwing Al Marys, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if this one lands, this could be bigger than the touchdown he threw at Boston College, man. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. All right, Shane, so we don't have time on this one. We're kind of um, rushed a little bit for time, but we're sorry about that, but we do have some other stuff, so we're not going to go around the league on this one. We're going to save that information for next time. But we do have a couple items to hit on, Shane, starting with Bet Online. They've debuted a number of point spreads for the 2019 season. And these are pretty interesting, Shane. And I'm just kind of, I know there's quite a few I'm going to throw out you here, but these are every game featuring at least one SEC team. And I'm going to go in the order of the actual schedule. So I'm going to start with the week zero, Florida. In Orlando against Miami, the Gators are an eight and a half point favorite. What do you think about that one? Well, I you know I think that's I don't know. I mean, it's early, but that's kind of where I'm leading. I think Florida wins this thing, but I mean, I really think that there's a little bit of a quarterback competition going down there. So it, you know, it's kind of hard for me just to totally buy into that point spread. But if they if they name them a a quarterback this spring, I think that that point spread is just going to continue to grow. So if you're thinking about jumping on Florida, which I am, uh, I'm going ahead and put my money on that one. Mm-hmm. All right, two other week one lines, Shane. Auburn against Oregon, and this is in Dallas in the Arlington AT&T Stadium. Auburn's favored by three. And then another neutral site game here, South Carolina versus North Carolina. The Gamecocks favored by a touchdown, and that game's in Charlotte. And I'll take these two, Shane. These are two of my favorite on the board. I think there's great value in both of these. I think particularly that Auburn-Oregon game, when the odds makers are looking at this, they know that Oregon's got a quarterback that a lot of people think are going to be a top NFL prospect. You got Auburn, which you don't even know who the quarterback's going to be. So I think they're trying to hide that low digit there for Auburn. But I think by the time this game kicks off, I, I think it's going to be closer to a touchdown. Auburn, all the way. I think they're going to dominate both lines of scrimmage. And I think that's f- far more important than having an, a good quarterback. And I don't even know that Justin Herbert's that good, the Oregon quarterback. I just know that 
NFL draft people think he's good. So don't read too much into that. And then that other one, South Carolina, North Carolina, I think that line is going to edge a lot closer to the games, or higher, I should say, for the Gamecocks because North Carolina was terrible last year. You know, they're bringing in old man Mac Brown, a former <laughs> Texas coach. <laughs> uh, I think the, the Gamecocks are really going to outclass North Carolina in that week one matchup. What is uh, – do you by any chance have Auburn's schedule on you? Can you rate like the first three games? Mm-hmm, sure. Well, obviously the, the first game there is in Arlington against Oregon on the neutral uh-huh. site. Week two, back home for Tulane. Mm-hmm. Week three, back home for Kent State. Mm-hmm. Then they hit the road to Texas A&M, come back home from Mississippi State, go on the road to Florida. So that's a, that's a quite little gauntlet there, three-week gauntlet. Then they're off. And then they go to Arkansas, to LSU, back home for Ole Miss. Then they're off again. And then they have Georgia at home, Sanford at home, and then, of course, they finish up with Alabama at home. Mike, you know, I'm not big on hot takes, but I'm giving you one. And if you're an Auburn fan, you may want to turn this down a little bit. I don't think we're going to have a great year down there in Auburn. I I think it's going to start with an embarrassment to Oregon. I think Oregon wins this game, so I like them in the point spread. Um, Yeah, I I think Auburn struggles to make a bowl game. That's just where I'm at right now. Now, I know they got a great defensive front, but there's just so many missing pieces and moving pieces down there, including the head coach, that I'm just not willing to buy in. Now, I've been completely wrong. I mean, obviously, if you're betting off Shane, you better – you know, usually bet the opposite, but uh, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I've just got a bad feeling about Auburn this year. South Carolina, the opposite. I like that point spread. I think it's going to get larger the closer this game gets. Uh, give me some South Carolina on week two or week, week one. Week two, we've got some epic games here. LSU, seven point favorite on the road at Texas. That's a number that surprised a lot of people when that came out. And then Clemson, a three-touchdown favorite, 21-point favorite at home over Texas A&M. Any thoughts on those two? Uh, Yeah, I like the LSU. Uh, I think they're going to smoke Texas and Texas A&M. I think – I don't think they'll beat Clemson, but I think they've got a shot. It would have it'd been awesome if this series would have been flip-flopped. I think they had a better shot of beating Clemson this coming up year. Mm -hmm. But the fact it's in Death Valley – um, I like that point, though, uh, that point spread. Give me some of that. 21 points, I think that's a little too high. What about you? Yeah, I agree. And one other note on that game, Shane. So Texas A&M, this, just the other day, they announced their week one game. It's a home game against Texas State. That has been moved from Saturday to Thursday. And the biggest significance for that, Shane, that's going to allow them just two days extra to pre- prepare for that Clemson trip. So I think that was a win-win move there for the Aggies. Oh, yeah. All right, Shane, this one close to your heart. The next week, Florida favored by 14-and-a-half at home against Tennessee. <laughs> what? <laughs> Georgia favored by 11-and-a-half at home against Notre Dame. And Texas A&M coming off that Clemson game, they are currently favored by 3-and-a-half against Auburn. Uh, give me your thoughts on that Tennessee-Florida game. Oh, man, it hurts, man. It hurts to see these numbers, Mike. You know, they even give our boys a chance, you know. We don't even know what kind of product we're going to put on the field. So, uh, you know, of course, me as a homer, I'm going to go under on that. Uh, was I've been wrong the last 10 years betting on this game. Uh, <laughs> Georgia, 
Notre Dame, uh, I like that point spread. I think Georgia beats them by more in Texas A&M. I like that point spread if you're a Texas A&M fan because, like I said, I think Auburn struggles this year. All right, Shane, the following week, this will, this will be a great one. LSU at home against Florida. The Tigers favored by three and a half. And then the following week, Alabama, 13-point favorite on the road at Texas A&M. You know, I, I'm really going to like Texas A&M in that one because last year, Jimbo Fisher only lost the one game at home, and that was the thriller to Clemson. Mm-hmm. I think that 12th man is worth significantly more than three points that you typically see from a home crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I don't know. I got a feeling this is going to be one where even if they drop that Clemson game, this is one circle on their calendar to where, you know, it seems like you beat Alabama. It's a game that is never forgotten by your fan base, and it could be the start of something big here if Jimbo and Texas A&M knock off Alabama. So give me 13 points at home all day long. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> Not so fast. I like the the LSU-Florida spread. I think that's going to be an extremely close game. But that Alabama, you know, you hear Tua talk about these little mistakes they made last year. And, and, you know, these big spread games, and it was hard for them to to fix a habit. And I think games like this with a team that has closer talent to what Alabama has, I think Saban lays it on them because he wants to win a national championship. And how do you do that by blowing out teams of the same or less caliber, you know? So I, I think this is going to be a true competition for Alabama. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a 40-point game or anything, but I like the over with Alabama because it's going to be a signature win. Hmm. All right, Chad. Well, you're wrong about that one. Let's go to the next one you're wrong about. (laughs) LSU, 7.5-point favorite at home versus Auburn. That that game's always a battle. Uh, I I don't know if I'd go 7.5 in a game like this, but it sounds like you're pretty down on Auburn, so you probably like it about that high, huh? Yeah, that's that's one I'm definitely eyeing. So you can – it's unbelievable you can gamble – I mean, they got these games lined up almost to December, so you can already put put some money on these teams, huh? Yeah, and that's the true value in these, Shane. It's not necessarily this is what's going to happen, in my opinion, but these lines are going to shift significantly. So that's what I'm saying. Like that Alabama-Texas A&M, that's probably going to be a nine, eight to nine-point spread when it comes. So mm-hmm. if you gamble on it now, you are essentially gaining four points advantage now, of course, if it jumps up to 20, you're losing seven. But I don't know. that That's the true advantage of these early lines is just getting a, a head start on all this. Yeah. And, I mean, if I'm right about Auburn, then this seven and a half is going to be closer to 11. So mm-hmm. uh, give me LSU in this one. Georgia, Florida, and the cocktail party. Georgia favored by four. I don't think that's any surprise for either of us, is it? Mm, no. No, that's right where it should be. Alabama at home against LSU, 17 points. That's a that's a big one, but uh, yeah. the, the way they've been beating the hell out of LSU, I think that's understandable. Yeah. Georgia and Auburn, Georgia on the road, favored by nine. That's a high number. I think I'm actually – I like Georgia to win that game, but I'll take Auburn and the nine. What about you? Georgia <laughs> by 19. <laughs> Here's another one I really love. Georgia favored by 15 and a half the following week. Coming off that physical Auburn game, favored by 15 and a half over Texas A&M. Dude, that's a tough one, man. I mean, 15 and a half. It's one thing to win by two scores, but now you're talking about two scores and then some. So, mm-hmm. 
Oh, man, that would be a tough one to put money on. I think Georgia wins it, but I'm kind of liking Texas A&M to cover the spread. I think Georgia wins, but I just think A&M, you know, still loses by 10 or 13 points here. And then finally, the Iron Bowl, last one we got here, Alabama favored by two touchdowns on the road at Auburn. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know you're down on Auburn, but if you're going to give me two touchdowns at home, I'm going to lean towards the Tigers in this one. Yeah, I'm taking Bama. Man, Auburn, you could just gamble every game, right? This is the Auburn list. So, I mean, I'm either going to make a ton of money or I'm going to be broke by week five. (laughs) All right, Chad, we got two mailbag questions to finish up with. You want to hit those? Yeah, let's do it, brother. Listen up, it's time for mail call. Don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Do you understand the words that have come out of my mouth? My turn, what do you got? Okay, here we go. What color is a fire truck? Ah, oh, oh god, I always get these. Um, okay, uh, alright, fire truck. Fire truck, fire truck, fire truck. What color are those red fire trucks? All right, Shane, I'm going to handle these. Otherwise, we'll be waiting for you to fumble through them all night long. First one. After that awesome, informative coach recruiting rankings, has Nick Saban set up his staff for a final run before retiring, maybe three to four years remaining? What do you think about that one, Shane? You've been burying Nick Saban for 10 years. so (laughs) I think I'm putting the shovel down, Mike. I don't think he quits. I think Nick Saban has no there I don't think he has like you know some people say hey five more years I'm out two more years I'm out ten more years I'm out I don't think Saban has it I think Saban's going to continue to go till he can't go anymore and a lot like Spurger when it happens it may be mid-season I don't think he'll quit mid-season but when he notices that he doesn't have it anymore or that this program starts going backwards I think he walks, but I don't think it's three to four years. I think he has, in his mind, 20 more years of coaching. And I just, that's, especially with the coaching hires. I mean, you, he got rid of the young guys. He's he's brought in some, some staff members on this team that uh, he doesn't have to lean on as much. You know, they can kind of do their own thing. Um, and, and I think that's, giving Saban more opportunity to uh to keep an eye on both sides of the ball here so no I don't think I don't think Saban's out man I think Saban's gonna go until he can't go anymore man all right Shane I'm gonna tell you why you're wrong again (laughs) I I hope I am don't get me wrong I hope this is it (laughs) it's been an incredible run for Nick Saban I think it's been the best run college football history given all things you know how competitive the SEC is and how competitive College football has gotten. It's no longer, you know, one or two games. You really got to win and the rest are cupcakes. I mean, it's basically flip-flopped. But the thing that, uh, you know, is often overlooked, Saban has outlasted every single coach in the SEC, and it's mostly because he's raised the bar of expectations of the entire league and no one can live up to it. And now – while he's every school's replaced their coaches, some schools like Tennessee, they've replaced their coaches three or four times since mm-hmm. Saban got there. But I think finally, Shane, the coaches around Nick Saban, whether you're looking at Kirby Smart, Jimbo Fisher, 
you know, Jeremy Pruitt. We, we can even say Ed Orgeron, and you can laugh at that, at Dan Mullen at Florida, on and on. There's essentially like a new generation of coaches at high-profile schools mm-hmm. that I think all these hires are solid hires, and basically he's going to have to outlive all these guys, I think, t- to have this success keep going uh, because you look around the league, Shane, it's mostly his guys now. Yeah, that's true. Will Muschamp included. So, I mean, having to battle all these guys once again that all know his secret formula, that's not to say that, you know, Alabama's just going to just, you know, fall into a ditch here. But I just don't think with everyone else having the blueprint around the league, even all around him, I just don't think he, he can do it for any for very much longer. I mean, this is a guy that's going to turn 68, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you're looking at – you know, if you look at a picture of him and a picture of Bill Belichick, Shane, which one of these guys do you think is older? Uh, Saban? Yeah, Saban's older than damn Bill Belichick. And Bill yeah. Belichick, I mean, maybe it's just because he ne- he's never smiled in his damn life, but that dude looks like he's about 80 years old to me. But, uh, you know, a, I, real quick, what a miserable conversation that would be. And, like, did you see the one with him? And Belichick and uh, what's his what's an idiot Butch Jones? <laughs> Did you see that? I oh, mean, yeah. take Butch Jones out. Put yourself in that spot. Could you imagine how boring that conversation is? <laughs> it's probably about like stocks and bonds and insurance stuff. You know, <laughs> life alert. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shane, let's move on to our second question. Uh, This one is a long one, and I also want to intercut audio because since this question has come, we actually have Kirby Smart talking about these things, so uh, I wanted to kind of weave that in with it, but I'm going to read this question, and then we're going to cut to some Kirby, if that makes sense. Okay. So starting with the question, related to the James Coley conversation on the podcast, i.e. Fromm's comments on the Georgia playbook not really changing, what is the standard etiquette of coaches sharing, not sharing operational info such as the playbook, calling signals and other info as recruiting boards when you get hired by rival programs such as Jim Chaney, you know, switching over to Tennessee? Will so many lateral moves and promotions of assistant coaches around the league, it just got me curious how many team secrets, things that couldn't be learned from the film or deep understanding of the game, such as what Jake Fromm's signals might mean, can be revealed during coach coaching changes. Do they sign some type of non-disclosure agreement with the original contracts, or is there some unwritten rule or good etiquette that most coaches follow? No doubt in my mind this is something Kirby might have done, which brings me back to my original question. What crosses the line when coaches go to programs when it comes to sharing operational info? And this all uh, kind of stems back, Shane. This is something that has kind of bubbled at the surface for a couple months, maybe even years. I, I don't know how long this goes back, but you know, there's a rumor going around that uh, Kirby Smart stole basically recruiting information, or I guess he wouldn't steal it. I guess he was privy to it uh, while he was at Alabama but took the Georgia job. And then he, you know, took photos. I've also heard that he took photos of the board and he'd show it to these recruits and say, hey, they got, they're telling you you're number one, you're number three on the board, you're number one on Georgia's board, come to Georgia. Oh, God. And apparently he got all the guys he did that with. But 
again, that's just speculation. I don't know that that's true. There's there's many people that have said it, and Paul Feinbaum is the latest to say that. And Kirby Smart was asked about that on Tuesday, I believe it was. So let's just play this quick clip, and then I'll uh, get into this question. Has your on-the-field uh, fights with Alabama and your recruiting fights with Alabama damaged your relationship with Nick? <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, I, I I don't have any issue or any problem with any relationship with Nick. As a, as a matter of fact, I don't think it's done anything but grown for more respect uh, since we played him twice. I mean, I, I, every time I see Coach Saban, you know, we have a great relationship. We're not texting and calling each other buddy-buddy, but I'm not doing that with anybody. So that's not uh, to be mentioned. I got a lot of respect for him. <laughs> I wouldn't be where I am today without him, and uh, there's no problem with our relationship. All right, Shane. So we know we've noticed time and time again these coaches kind of lie, but I kind of feel like Kirby Smart's telling the truth here. I think this is this may be just more speculation more than anything. Uh, and I think anytime you lose a recruit, you know, fans and, and people like that are looking for a reason. Oh, why in the hell did Alabama lose a recruit? They never lose a recruit. But so I, I don't know if I'm reading too much into this stuff. Uh, yeah. What, what do you think? Well, I. I I mean, golly, when's the last time Kirby was at Alabama? You know what I'm saying? It's 2019. Last year, did last year they had the number one recruiting class? Did they have it? And then Alabama had it this year, right? Yeah. So they've they've switched back to back number one recruiting classes. Yeah, essentially. So, I mean, there may be a little smoke here. I mean, you know, uh, or a little fire. They say when there's a little smoke, there's a little fire. There may be a little something to this. But I don't think it's affecting today's class. I don't think it's affected last year's class. Uh, it probably didn't even affect the year before's class. So um, <clears throat> it does make you wonder, though. Uh, a lot of these, you know, a lot of employees or employers will have you sign some sort of, you know, and I know it sounds like a, like a, like, uh, like a spy thing, but espionage paperwork, you know, where you cannot take material things you've learned from one program move it to other and i guarantee that's in the paperwork with these coaches and if anybody can prove that kirby i'm trust me if if kirby did this and it got out there and maybe somebody saw the photo that he took of this uh we'd already found out about it man i mean you think nick Saban's is going to sit back and let let his players get poached and, you know, negatively mm -hmm. recruit. So I, I think it would have came out. So I th the more I talk about it, the more I think Kirby didn't do it. I'm like you. and But, um, you know, this is a this is multiple questions. That's the answer to the first one, I think. Well, going back to, you know, the question on what, what these coaches can share and what they have to keep to themselves, you may be right, Shane. There may be some gentleman's agreement. It may even be written in paperwork for all I know. I have seen these coaching contracts. I've not seen anything about information particularly, you know, keeping that in-house. But I'll tell you for a fact, Shane, they don't keep shit to themselves. As <laughs> soon as, uh, you know, Cheney got to Tennessee, I'm sure they were getting every piece of information they can get off him, and it goes both ways. I mean, that's a that's part of the reason Kirby Kirby Smart bringing in uh, Charlton Warren from Florida, you know, to pick his brain about mm -hmm. what, what's going on down at Florida. So this is something that, uh, you know, has been going around. Now, I'll tell you one thing that is not generally accepted and is something that I have heard of a former SEC assistant on a former 
he was on Missouri staff when Barry Odom got there yeah. and was not retained. To my my information is that he went around and called you know the other teams in the SEC East and essentially gave them the damn playbook and everything and I mean he wasn't even employed by any of these schools so <laughs> that's like a big no no you don't just like I mean backstab for the sake of backstabbing you know what I mean so yeah once you get employed I think all all you know, it all goes out the window, and I'll tell you what, if you don't change your hand signals and your signs and all that, if you don't change that, not only year to year, but week to week, uh, I mean, you deserve to get that stuff stolen, because I know also for a fact that most of the big SEC schools, I don't know about all of them, but I know Alabama and Georgia and all these schools, they have assistants that just have damn binoculars and sit there and read what the, what, you know, the plays going in are. And, oh, yeah. and that's all part of it. And if you're stupid enough to not switch up your signals one week to the next, uh, that's on you for getting burned. So, uh, I mean, that's that's just the way it is. And, and honestly, the plays, there's similar plays at every team. You know, one may call it something and one may call it, you know, spider two Y banana. You know what I'm saying? It's just mm-hmm. It's the same formations. They just got different words they use to get into that formation. And I guarantee that they're changing it every year annually. So I think the first thing they do is they get that playbook out with those kids and, you know, and they, they teach them the terminology. Uh, you know, there's not going to be the same terminology at Tennessee this year as it was last. There's not going to be the same hand motions that were used last year in Georgia. You know, it, it's those things, those variables change. So, um, I, and I don't think that, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to cheat certain hand motions because they're not going to be using it the next year. So I, I just think they're all preparing for coaches to leave and new coaches to come in, you know? Well, Shad, I think that's all I got. Oh, I do have one quick thing I want to hit you with. Uh, yeah. we have a, cl- we have a clip here, but I'm not even going to play the clip cause it's not even that necessary, but offensive coordinator for South Carolina, Brian McClendon during his recent media availability, one of the damn reporters asked him, how does the freshman Ryan Helinski, you know, their All-American quarterback, how does he compare to Trevor Lawrence this time last year? And I, <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to think, why in the hell would you ask South Carolina coach how he's compared to a Clemson guy that he wasn't even at, at practice with? Uh, can you think of a stupider question, Shane? Oh, man. The comparisons are out, brother. I mean, that USC, South Carolina is pumped up for this kid. You know, just like Auburn's pumped up for Bo. And uh, there's, I talked to an a Arkansas fan the other day. He was real pumped up about, uh, what's his name coming in? Jefferson. Yeah, just, I mean, you got it. You, but you got you to gotta keep your expectations in check you know you start comparing them to somebody that just won a national championship you know there's a there's a pretty good chance you could get disappointed mike so let's don't set that bar too high on these young kids let's let them get out there see what they can do and then we can start making those comparisons gamecocks winning the east next year behind helinski shane i'm telling you now <laughs> hey you never know man i mean he could be he could be the greatest quarterback we've ever seen you know but he could also be in a long line of quarterbacks. We forget how to spell their name. <laughs> All right, Shay, that's going to do it for us. Again, if you want to give us a rating and review on iTunes, that really helps us out. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Reddit, all under that SEC podcast. So any way you want to 
you know, reach out and try to find us. We're on there. Uh, you got anything before we hop off here, Shane? No, man. Pumped up about the video game. Ain't gonna lie, brother. Been watching some <laughs> YouTube videos, so. All right, Shane. Thanks for joining me as always. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go Vols. <laughs> oh, that was horrible.